and welcome to a brand new episode of Let's Talk About, where today, me, that's Elliot, and my co-host, Seb, that's me, are going to talk about Ahsoka. So, three of our latest episodes have been going through some good Star Wars content, all three trilogies of, uh, well, of Star Wars. So if you haven't checked those out, we recommend that you do. But today we're focusing more on the live action series Ahsoka. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through kind of like the events that happened throughout it. And we're just going to see what, what we talk about. Yeah. 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 We don't, we don't know what it's going to be. Hopefully it's going to be linked to the show. You'd hope so, right? But you, but, but you never know. So at the end of last year, um, we did our... Uh, I think we went through like an IMDb list of like most anticipated films and TV shows. And we talked about Ahsoka. Yeah. So how were you feeling about Ahsoka before we, it, it come on? Like, were you excited for it? Were you not too bothered about it? Um, I could take it or leave it, I think. Um, again, it's... I've, I've not watched enough of the other shows that feature Ahsoka to be as invested in the character in the show. That said, it's in the Mandoverse, so you know I figured I'd probably like it, um, and it linked into the Mandalorian. So I was I was going to see it regardless. You guys see it regardless. So for me, this was my one of my most anticipated ones. I can't remember if for TV shows if it was my most anticipated. I can't remember what I said now, but because I had watched all of the animated shows, I'd watched Clone Wars, I'd seen Rebels. Um, the Rebels ending was amazing, but it was left very open-ended, mm. which we'll discuss. So I guess we go through Ahsoka. Um, so I was really looking forward to seeing not only that story progress, but also seeing a lot of these characters, which we've only had animated, sort of like come to life in a live action. So yeah. I think me and you are very polar opposites on here, in yeah. a way. In a way, so, yeah. In a way, in a way. Maybe not opposites. You know, oranges and lemons. Y- yeah, similar. Yeah, with the same with the same shape. Mm, about that. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one. <laughs> um, right. So we'll we get spend a lot of this going into spoilers. But should we just start off before we go into spoilers, just in case there's anyone here who, for whatever reason, has clicked on this but doesn't want to know anything spoilery because mm. they're crazy rascals like that. Yeah. Um... End result. <laughs> How are you feeling about it? So, overall, I enjoyed the show. Um, I, I was eager to watch it week to week to see what was going to happen. Um, I, I have my issues of the show, which I will talk about. Um, but I think if you're a fan of the show uh, and the character, then you'll probably want to see where it goes. Um, if you really like the portrayal in like the Clone Wars, for example then you may not entirely like the show, um, but that could either, that could depend. So that's what I'll say. No, that's fair enough. This was a show for me where it took a little while to kick in, mm. but once it did, I thought it was very, very good. I was really happy with a lot of the decisions they made which obviously, like you said, we'll talk about properly in a moment. And 
yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see with its ending. I'm intrigued to see where they're going to take it from here. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Right. Should we just go into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? Let's eh? jump to hyperspace. Right. <clears throat> so, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this, which is why I thought it was good to go into, I, I've chatted to a few people who haven't seen like the animated series, is that this is literally a direct follow-along. Follow-along? Follow-on from Rebels Season 4. Yeah. So that was the concluding episode of Rebels, and it practically jumps straight in. Okay. Um, whereas I was thinking that the vast majority of viewers perhaps have not seen Rebels. So I was thinking there was going to be some sort of like catch up or this happened or something like that Mm. beforehand. But there wasn't. Yeah. So I've seen it all. So I was aware of what was going on. You know the basic storyline of what happened in Rebels and in Clone Wars, but I know you haven't watched it all. Yeah. How did you find like the opening couple of episodes as someone who perhaps hadn't watched everything? Yeah, I I was a bit lost because you have shows and stories that start and obviously nobody knows the characters, so it develops organically. Whereas with this, there is that sense of, oh, I guess I needed to have watched that entire show to understand who this person is and their relationship with this character. Um, And there's things like... Because isn't there a little bit of a time gap between the end of Rebels and this one? Because of, like, because Sabine goes with Ahsoka at the end of Rebels and then they're not together at this point. Mm. Yeah, so I I mean, I don't know if this is, like, ever kind of, like, been confirmed. So the, the ending scene of Rebels is literally Sabine going off with Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, But then we also get that same scene at the end of episode two I think there's two episodes released at the start wasn't there mm, so I think me. end of episode one was when she got stabbed wasn't it which we'll go into properly in a moment then end of episode two was like yeah. when she went off with her and shot for shot it's practically exactly the same there's just a couple of differences okay Um, including kind of like what Ahsoka was wearing. So I don't know if it's a case of it's two separate events, which if it was, it wasn't really shown in Ahsoka, or if it was just the same and we're just allowing that there's just a slight difference in clothing. Yeah, because I, I heard a theory that it's like uh, what they call the what's it, uh, unreliable narrator or something where if like Sabine's recalling the events, she's picturing Ahsoka in like the white garments because that's how she viewed her, but she maybe wasn't wearing it at the time. Um, going back to your point about the recap I find it very interesting that they didn't do one considering that they did one for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series now I don't know yeah. how, how many new fans would have come to that show but I feel like the vast majority watched that show because they loved the character in the prequels but that recap was really good the way they did it, it kind of summed up the prequels in a good way um, so then to not do that for Rebels is very bizarre, even if Maybe it's like they didn't want to do like a recap of an animated thing. Mm. But could you have then reshot it with the live action characters maybe or just showed that? Um, 
that was a strange decision considering like in terms of Star Wars fans almost all of them have seen the prequels whereas I don't think the same would have seen Rebels less so than anyone that's seen exactly, Clone Wars yeah. yeah even if they just did like um, like some intro sort of like dialogue mm. or like literally maybe not exactly like the Star Wars movies where it's going down but like just something at the start just to say this is what's happened yeah um but yeah i mean obviously so let, let's talk about sort of like a rough recap of rebels because then we can link it into like ahsoka so essentially it's a group of well rebels it's based you know in between the events of the prequels and the original trilogy um it's like during like the start up of like the, uh, this actual rebellion beginning and yeah and you get um it's a mixture of one person who was a child who was in the Jedi Order. He was being trained as a Padawan. But then Order 66 happened. And his name was gone out of my head now. I literally said it earlier today. Kanan Jarrus. Yeah. That's the one. Kanan Jarrus. <laughs> um, that's why you're here, see. So we had Kanan Jarrus. We had um, a really good kind of like pilot fighter. And I'm going to have you for all the names today because it's gone. So we had our lovely green lady. Oh, Hera. Hera. Hera, that's the one. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's wife. <laughs> well, in real life, Ewan yes, McGregor's yeah. wife played her in the live action. Um, we had a big purple kind of like brute alien guy who we don't actually see in Ahsoka. But no. he does make a live action appearance in the one of the ending scenes for Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, Zeb, is that? Zeb, thank you, yeah. Um You've got Chopper, their robot, yeah. who's like amazing, who does make an appearance. Uh, a Mandalorian, um, Sabine Wren, hmm. who makes an appearance. Um, and Ezra Bridger, who at first is kind of like a little sort of like thief just trying to survive. He ends up joining them. Um, and then eventually he ends up being trained as a Jedi by Kanan Jarrus. Hmm. And, you know, it's over four seasons, so lots of stuff happens, including meeting up with Ahsoka. And at some point, Sabine starts to be trained as a Jedi, but it doesn't last very long, and she struggles with it. And that's essentially them going on adventures. Follow it, you know, fighting the Empire. And then it finishes off where one of the big bads at the end is Thrawn. Mm. Who, for those who haven't seen Rebels, would know the name kind of, because it's mentioned in Mandalorian Season 2. It's the return of Thrawn, this heir to the Empire. Um, and what happens is, is Ezra sacrifices himself and he gets sent to a, another galaxy or another universe, if you want to call it, with Thrawn. I mean, it basically ends with, it goes straight to after uh, the original trilogy. So the Empire's been defeated. Uh, Rebels kind of like finished to a degree. And now Sabine and Ahsoka are going to go off and find Ezra. Yeah. And at the same time, find Thrawn. And that's literally how it ends, which is pretty much how Ahsoka then starts. So I should have just done the recap for everyone, then, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. You know, no, that was some good. pictures on YouTube. I felt like I watched the whole in. show. Um, I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because Thorne will be familiar to anyone who knows the legend stories from the expanded universe, the Tempitan Thorne trilogy. And then I think Disney then redid another one. Uh, but he's he's a very famous character, one of the better villains, one of the better written villains, at least. Um, so it's quite an interesting choice to bring him back, but he seems to be quite 
well received in the show, um, both Rebels and this one. Uh, and then, yeah, the idea that when you think about it, everything that's happened in Star Wars, both the prequels and the original trilogy, is only in one galaxy. Um, so this is the the only time where we have reference to anything outside of that, which again we'll kind of talk about later as well. Yeah. So yeah, I love the Rebels. For me, it's my favourite of the animated series, which I know. Well, to be fair, I think that's kind of balanced. I think most people would prefer Clone Wars, but I like Rebels. It's quite steady and not jumping around storylines all the time. Because you're focusing on the same characters, so you get to know them. Focusing on focusing on the same characters, get to know them. Um, and also, unlike Clone Wars, you know, you don't necessarily know as you're watching it how certain things are going to work out. Because with Clone Wars, you know, Anakin can get into a situation, and you know, oh, he's going to be okay. Or you think, oh, they finally caught Grievous, but you know, oh, well, you haven't <laughs> because of later on. Whereas with this, whenever something is on the line, you 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 know something c- could happen, and every now and then things did happen. Um, so yeah. But anyway, then we jump straight into sort of like episode one, you know. So this is the first time we're properly seeing this group of rebels since the defeat of the Empire. You know, Hera's a general. Zeb's doing his own things with the New Republic. Um, All this kind of stuff. Sabine is on uh, Lothal? 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 Yeah. Or Grove Lothal. Which is kind of like the place where they met um, Ezra. She's sad. She misses Ezra. And Ahsoka's on her way to kind of like get her essentially so first two episodes came out in one go you you going in i said half blind shall we say yeah what do you think of the first two episodes? did you watch them both at the, on the, at the same time or yes yeah i think i did um yeah pretty sure i did um oh yeah i enjoyed them they're a bit slow i think particularly the scene where ahsoka's in that little kind of cave thing getting the orb and it's just like oh this is a very mm. slow scene i feel like this could have been a bit more exciting or but then there's some there's some fun action and then you get the other characters it sets up the story but again there is that thing of like i vaguely know who these characters are but i'm just kind of going along with it because i feel because there's things like we don't know why sabine and ahsoka stopped training together until much later in the mm. series and i've seen some people say could you not have told us that a bit earlier so then we understand that a bit more? But yeah, that was, I, I enjoyed it though. I was like, I wanted to see what happened. Yeah. See, this is like, kind of like what I was saying. It's like, for me, who's seen Rebels, it didn't matter how slow it was because for me, it was just amazing to see these characters in a new light, mm. see them in live action. And I think the actors they got, I think they'd done their research and they did the parts properly. You know, I didn't think, oh, there was some difference between the two at all. It, they really, you know, they portrayed their characters really, really well, their animated counterparts. So for me, it was just like, oh, this is so cool. Because it's just like, oh, look, there's Sabine. You've not seen her before. And oh, look, there's Hera. That's amazing. And oh, look, there's Hera's kids. You know, that's really cool. And oh, there's Chopper and stuff like that. Um, that I enjoyed it. But I can understand if you have no connection to these characters at all. It's just like, all right, well, what's kind of going on? You're getting to know it and things like that. Um, we do get quite a bit of, like, dueling, though, 
in episode one, I believe. If we get some of these episodes slightly wrong, you'll have to forgive us. Yeah, I'm just having a quick look at the episodes. So we get introduced to two uh, new characters. Yes. And what we what we called again? Something Jedi. Uh, well, the mercenaries, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are they called like Dark Jedi or something? something else? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I could be wrong. Anyway, two new characters, and I was thinking, how are they going to explain this? Because they made it clear that they weren't. Um, my brain's dying today. For people who had no Obi Wan Kenobi, the sisters and the brothers and oh, the, the, in- the, inquis- the inquisitors, inquisitors, inquisitors. There we go. Uh, not not them. They were like different. They're not Jedi. They're not Sith. They're not inquisitors. Yeah, because they're, they're just. Their lightsabers are orange, uh, which kind of gives you an indication that they're not Sith. Because we learned a bit more about um, the, the male character, Balin's skull. Um, but then you kind of notice that his uh, his companion, Shin, has like the Padawan braid, like the Jedi had. Uh, which is obviously quite an interesting detail. And it mirrors um, a few different things, like um, Phantom Menace, where the Jedi show up there and all that, all the, all that jazz, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So we see these two new characters thinking, what are they doing? And then they break out someone who it didn't click for me for a few episodes who it was, <laughs> which was um, the person that Ahsoka fought in uh, the mid episode of Mandalorian season two. Oh, yeah. We first um, see her. That character. Yeah, that character that appeared for like 10 minutes. What's her name? So. As it took so Morgan long Elspeth. in between, well done. Um, I hadn't clicked that it was that person. It oh. wasn't until later on, a few episodes in, I was like, "Oh, hang on, that's oh, that's the person that she fought then." Um, who obviously she connected to form. Did they not do a? So they... You know that the start of each episode has like a previously on, and they're like things from like the Mandalorian. Did they not have something about mm. that for that episode? I don't think there was. Well, this was episode one. I don't think there was any recap at all. Oh, I guess not, no. Which is what, like I said, it it confused me. I think they did on the other ones. Yeah. But it was previously in this series, essentially. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I said, for me, episode one was good because it was seeing all these characters. And then it ended up in a lightsaber fight between Sabine Wren and the Padawan. Yeah. Whose name, like I said, I, I could get other characters' names. Shin. But... Shin, yes, exactly. Yeah, good old shin pad. Um, oh, no. I don't know. A- a- any particular thoughts on that lightsaber battle? Um, I think, on the one hand, I guess Sabine is a Mandalorian, so they're trained in weaponry and stuff, but I mm. feel like if Shin has been trained in the Force and is tipping into the dark side, I don't see how that fight didn't end in, like, four swings. Um also, I hate this growing trend of everyone getting stabbed and it not killing them, um, which mm. severely um, downplays the weight of lightsaber battles now. Um, so that was my takeaway. I did like that she was outclassed, but um, yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, because for me, it, it didn't really... Because I saw her get stabbed, and obviously that's how episode one ended. And I was just like, it'd be a bold move for... Like for the rebel fans, if they were to kill her off, could you imagine? But then I suppose it's one less person to explain. But I thought, but surely, you know, how would they 
not. Because I mean, if you've got Qui Gon Jin, you know, because I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi could have used Force healing, couldn't he, to <laughs> heal Qui Gon Jin if it was just, if it was that easy. To... No, um, so yeah, I I thought surely they haven't done it, but then like like you said, it it just kind of ruined it a little bit. If like someone can get stabbed now, then they're literally able to walk around the next episode. Well, well, this yeah. is the thing, isn't it? It's like we talk about what were the rules of the universe like a lightsaber i mean it's not always been consistent like in episode four everyone cuts off a guy's arm there's blood everywhere that technically wouldn't happen but from then on it's like if you get hit with a lightsaber you die pretty much unless like they chop off a limb which obviously happens with luke um and then we see it and yes well yeah we see it with like phantom menace where if you get hit with the lightsaber you're dying um, and then like Darth Maul gets cut in half and you see he doesn't die straight away but he falls down the pit you assume he's dead um, but then like Anakin loses an arm someone else loses something so you could lose a limb and live um, but if you get stabbed generally you're dying because it's melting your insides um, and you can get as many limbs chopped off as you want because if you're Darth Vader you're so angry you will come back to life but it, it then does under underline underplay everything now where it's like oh if you get stabbed actually it's fine um and it's like well no because <laughs> that's not what we've seen for the entire thing and you can go with like when ray stabs kylo ren she then force heals him like immediately after which okay that if you really want to do that that at least makes some sense but you are doing this thing now where it's like well i don't care if someone gets stabbed they're probably fine now yeah so yeah it's a bit of a weird ending mm. I was just sad but then <laughs> I put on episode 2 which was released straight away and then I was happy Yeah, because she wasn't dead and then I try not to think about all the things you just said because then that makes me sad I'm sorry. Nothing can make me happy again. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> well, because you know, in Mandalorian, there was um, I can't remember the character's name, but she was like the the assassin, and then she ends up being friends with Boba Fett. Um, Fennec Shand is that her name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. does she get? I think she gets shot in the abdomen. Does she? Um, and then left for dead. Yeah. But then yes, she yes, yes. she then gets like basically like a cy- cyborg stomach, effectively. So it's quite a price to pay, but she is alive. So the fact that Sabine got a lightsaber through her and literally just like a bandage and then it's fine was like, oh, I could have at least made it like bad or something. Yeah. But I can understand I need to progress the story quite quickly, but at the same time it was a bit annoying. But anyway, then we move past that. You have episode two, which for the life of me, I can only remember as the episode where Ahsoka's like, you should come with me. And like, she's like, no, I want to get coming view if we can save Ezra. And she's just like, no, that's not too important right now. We need to find Thrawn. And then eventually they're like, bah, 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 bah. and then at the end, it's like the end of Rebels. And she's like, goes out and she's like, I'm here. And then they go off. Okay. I feel like that's not what happens because, well, the IMDb write up is Ahsoka and General Hera Syndulla travel to New Republic shipyards and make an unexpected discovery. Yeah, did you? I, I can't remember what that was. Did you ever watch House, the TV series? No, unfortunately. Okay. So one of the doctors. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. One of the doctors in it. He shows up in this episode. He's one of the officers, and it turns out in the New Republic, these they basically had to hire a lot of ex-imperial just because of just need. 
and they're still loyal to the Empire, so they're all like kind of doing dodgy stuff. So they will get arrested. But then Ahsoka fights Marek and like a droid on that planet. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they run off. I think is what happens there. But then they put a tracker. They throw a tracker on the ship, so that's when they go to the next next episode. Yes, 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 yes. This makes sense. I remember this now. That episode completely went from my memory. Mm. <coughs> Pardon me. See, this also started. What I love about weekly episodes, like in One Division, is this is when it started all the. Oh, oh, what is this? Could this be this? Could this be that? And we had it with Marek, because yeah. Marek was a very interesting one. Um, you know, just like um, Snoke, you know, mysterious. What's his identity? He's good with a, a, a lightsaber, but he looks like an Inquisitor, even though it makes no sense that he is one. Mm. Who is he? And there was just like, oh, maybe he's Ezra, but he's been turned to the dark side and he's somehow got back. Um, and all these like other kind of like things. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, because... See where that goes. Well, yeah, because um, I, I was thinking about this just now, and it's like, if if this was set during, I don't know, say, the Old Republic, when there's lots of Jedi and Sith, when a Sith shows up, it's just a character, right? It's just, oh, another Sith, let's fight. If it showed up in the prequel era, the Sith are extinct. So for someone with a red lightsaber to show up is a massive deal. So obviously when Darth Maul shows up, it's a massive deal. So then... My problem I'm getting now is that like Jedi start showing up in the old in the um the original trilogy era and after and you think, well, the Jedi were almost all completely dead. Originally there was only Obon and Yoda and there could have been a handful of others. Uh, and now like with every piece of media we're getting more and more Jedi that seem to have survived all the sixty six and it's like and then we get these characters Balin and Shin come out of nowhere. Then this other person with the red lightsaber comes out of nowhere and it's like well, they must be someone important then, right? Because how are many other people have a red lightsaber in the galaxy? Because the Sith are gone now as well. So this has to be a significant character. So of course the fan base are going to start thinking about who it is. And I feel like the writers must know that, surely? I don't know. Hmm. You'd like to think. Um, but uh, to be fair, now that you've reminded me of this episode, I thought this was quite an exciting episode. Hmm. I think, you know, it's a little bit of like, oh, what's going on here? And I think it does make sense. It's not going to be a case of, oh, the Emperor's dead. And now all everyone in the Empire is going to be like, oh, well, this was my job. But now it's just I've been transferred to this new job as like a Republican. It's not, not everyone's going to be as quite simple as that. There are going to be those yeah. who are still devout, you know. It's like after the, like the World War. It's not a case of, oh, Hitler's gone and everyone's now, oh, well, hey, British. Um, sure. You know, you're going to get some people who are still devout, and you, you still do mm. <coughs> in uh, in some places. But that's a conversation for another time. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'm losing my voice now. I'm just so emotional. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I know. Then you get episode three, and episode three and four kind of like link into one for me. But yeah. essentially, they they follow it. They find that they're they're building this big ring, which you then realise is just this massive way of like transporting galaxies we've seen like the smaller ones i think did obi-wan use one in episode two yes so you go into hyperspace uh this one was like massive so it's not just to get to a different um you know part of the galaxy it's to move to a completely different galaxy altogether yeah so they're trying to find out what's going on um because we haven't talked about they had like this map which was basically stolen from treasure planet yes um, <laughs> it was like this ball which somehow 
showed where they were. They never really said how it did that. Yeah, I but... guess the link there is that it was to do with those aliens that went to the other galaxy, and I guess they left it there, but I don't know why they would leave it there for someone to go and find them. They show up in the um, Jedi Survivor games, apparently, I think. I don't know. Oh, really? I've not, I've not played the latest one. But, um, you know. But anyway, then we get to see a bit more of uh, Balaam hmm. Skull. And, you know, so eventually Ahsoka and Sabine find Balan and Shin. And then they all fight each other. And Sabine, somehow with her new confidence beats Shin, making her look awful. Uh, well, because... Oh, and of course, the... and again, a really important thing is then we see, you know, uh, Barak. Marek uh, gets killed and he was just dust, just made from magic. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... <laughs> that, that was, was really good. good. Yeah, I was really happy about that. Um, <laughs> again, that was like... So was that a kind of reanimated corpse? Was it a spirit creature? I know there was like, I think in the Clone Wars, there was creatures where you kill them and they're kind of like the green stuff like puffs out of them. But it's like, I don't know. It's like, was that supposed to be an interesting character? They had a double red lightsaber. So were they a Sith? Were they Jedi? Oh, they were a ghost. Um, I did like how when Sabine fights... Shin, she's not just doing the lightsaber though. She is doing all this, all her Mandalorian weaponry, which is good because we see how like Din Djarin, when he fights Ahsoka, he is using all of his kind of different skills and weapons to at least kind of even out the fight, which is good. So I, I like that aspect. Yeah, I agree. Well, it was a big fight, wasn't it, between the Mandalorians and the Jedi? It wasn't just a case of oh, Jedi are amazing; they just destroy them. Mm. It's quite a an even challenge. <laughs> but yeah. So that went well. And we start to learn a bit more about Balin, mm. who ends up being, in my opinion, one of the better characters in the entire series. Absolutely. If not the most intriguing of all of them. Obviously, it's really sad because the actual actor who played him, Ray Stevenson, he sadly passed away not long before the premiere of Ahsoka. Yeah. So I know they're talking about like recasting, which I hope they do. Mm. for a pure reason that I think what he's done was so good. I mean, his acting was great. And there's there's so much interesting stuff you're kind of like left with aunt, like questions with about this character. Yeah. And, you know, and he, Ahsoka's seen as he's supposed to be one of the best fighters now mm. left. And she, you know, she's put to the test with Baden. And some different things happen in the episode which he's actually quite an honourable person as well yeah so yeah and he's not blind to like the jedi and how they were and he doesn't want the jedi to come back because he thinks they're part of the problem not part of a solution yeah that was interesting so, yeah and you start to think oh maybe maybe this guy's all right maybe he's all right yeah anyway then they all head off you know sabine goes driven willingly she's like oh ezra Oh, um, but um, yeah. th that whole sequence was quite good because, like, obviously, Baden beats Ahsoka and then, like, knocks off the cliff. And then Sabine has the orb and is like, I'm going to destroy it. And, like, if this was any any other movie or show, it's like, yeah, they destroy it and either they fight or they get away or something happens. 
But this was quite interesting because he just reasons with her and says, you know, you, you want to see your friend again. I promise, you know, if you give it, you'll be able to come with us if you give it willingly. And she gives it to him, which is like, whoa, okay, you don't really see that often. And he keeps his words. He's like, yeah, I'm not like all these other weird people that just are evil. I said something, so I'm actually going to do it, uh, which is quite cool. So, he, yeah, he, he always comes across as like this kind of noble knight, because like, especially like the kind of stuff he wears and everything. So, dumb decision on Sabine's part, though, because it's like, you really want to see your friend again, but you're going to be trapped there and possibly die, and Thrawn gets back and takes over the galaxy. So, well done. <laughs> yeah. So, really, the whole person to blame for the sequel trilogy is Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, so up till now, so this is like the halfway point of a series. This is the highest rated on IMDb. Mm. Um, and I can understand why. Because it's got some good character development between Ahsoka and Sabine. It's got some proper, what I call Star Wars lightsaber fights. It's not like this, oh, it's this one person who's just picked it up for the first time in a lot of years facing a Padawan and it's, you know, quite pathetic and some people are winning when they shouldn't, yeah. you know, or anything like that. It's just a case of this is, these are two skilled people going up against each other and there's intrigue there. There's what is this new character all about? Mm. Which I think, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. And of course, then you got the ending. Yes. Which was the return of Hayden Christensen. <gasps> Talking to Ahsoka for the first time in live action. Yeah, it looked like it was the world between worlds from Rebels. Yes, yes, and oh no, is it just in Rebels? Is it in Glowing Wars as well? Don't think it's, Maybe in it's just Rebels. Yeah. No, I seem to remember it being in two, seeing it two different times, and yeah, maybe not. Um, so yeah, very exciting, very exciting. And it's interesting because you have dialogue in a lightsaber fight, which is always fun, where Balin is almost trying to get under Ahsoka's skin, um, where he talks about how disastrous she was and how disastrous her master was. So he, he seems to know that she was Anakin's apprentice and how does he know Anakin is? And he also alludes to the fact that he knew what happened to Anakin. So you kind of think, was he at the temple? Was he somewhere else? And then you kind of think, how, where has he been? You know, how was he? That kind of thing. But that was very interesting. Um, so we kind of see that then develop in this next episode because it then really leans heavily into that whole theme. Mm. Yeah, because again, like even people who watch like Mandalorian and things, they might not really have got that connection that, oh, Ahsoka is Anakin's apprentice because it's just obviously there's nothing in it in the prequels at the time of the prequels she wasn't invented no. at least not out in the public um and if obviously anyone who watched the, the animated shows would know differently but the vast majority i would say haven't seen it but of course then we get into episode five which kind of like puts it all into perspective for those who've seen the clone wars and i think episode five and episode six were very good in different ways. And I would say that episode 5 is like a dream for the Clone Wars fans. Yep. And episode 6 is a dream for the Rebels fans. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And I couldn't agree more. Um, so episode 5, it, it's interesting because when, when part 4 ended, I was thinking it was going to be, oh, it's going to go in between Ahsoka with Anakin in the World Between Worlds and 
what's going on. Perhaps, you know, um, Sabine trying to, you know, us seeing Thrawn and maybe Sabine going off to find Ezra and maybe the episode would finish with Ezra being found. Because I think this is the first time we've had a live action episode actually premiere in some cinemas as well. Mm. Which was intriguing. Um, So you knew it was going to be like a big deal and it ended up being because it was the highest rated episode of the entire series. But it didn't go that way at all. It was literally just the main focus was on Ahsoka. It didn't change between storylines at all. Just the entire episode was Ahsoka. Yeah, it cuts to like Hera being outside trying to look for her. But yeah, it's pretty much just Ahsoka's story. Yeah, exactly. And even then with Hera, it's to find Ahsoka. It's mm. like all kind of like linked to that. Um, and I think, is this also the episode where we get a certain cameo by a C-3PO? Uh, is it this one? It might be this one. Because she's trying to like get the the things to come back and and go and find yeah. Ahsoka. So it's either this one or the one before. So that was unexpected, but cool. Yeah. And obviously we get and we get them talking about Princess Leia as well. Um, and we haven't mentioned it as well, but we've also had um uh, Hugh Yang. Oh yes. Who is again is a very famous character in like the animated series. Um, he's got like a few episodes devoted to him as well. And he's played none other than uh, David Tennant. Yeah. After I realised that, I was like, oh, that's all I can hear now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, so... Episode 5 is well between worlds. As like a very quick explanation, do you want to go into what well between worlds is? Uh, I know a little bit. So in Rebels, um, Ezra finds this place that is funny enough a world between worlds uh it's kind of like i don't know if you ever played kingdom hearts it's a bit like the opening to that but um so you kind of walk along this kind of path and there's like all these different like kind of doors that seem to be kind of like doorways into different times um and in rebels itself um ezra sees a previous episode where ahsoka was fighting darth vader and she's presumed dead in that episode because like the whole thing collapses and stuff and we never see her again um, so he actually pulls Ahsoka out of that door, so then she's now alive, which is why she's in Rebels and uh, what well, the rest of Rebels, sorry, and why she's in this show at all. Um, and there's a bit where he sees um, Kanan, where he's kind of he saves them all in an episode, and he's like he wants to save him. But then Ahsoka makes the point that if if he does that, then they never would have got out. So that's why the internet was like, oh, have Star Wars has introduced time travel? Um, because I think Darth Sidious was trying to access it as well, wasn't he? But they um they kind of they lock him out. So that's that's all I know anyway. Yeah. That's essentially that. So I was intrigued to see where this was gonna go. Some people were thinking, you know, was Anakin actually Anakin here? Hmm. Or was he perhaps being played by someone else who we'll go into a little bit later on as well? Um, you know, is he gonna end up showing different things that happen like through portals? And in the end, I think what happened was a lot better. Hmm. They didn't do that. It was just Anakin's returned, kind of like as a force ghost, shall we say, but in this particular world, he just appears as himself. Yeah. Um, and he says he wants to complete her training. And of course, Ahsoka's at this point, she's got a lot of negativity in her. She feels like she has something to do with Anakin turning to Darth Vader. Yep. You know, 
all this kind of like guilt which is holding her back in various ways and they end up fighting and number one it's really cool yeah to see Hayden Christensen finally fight uh, but also you start going back in time and he starts showing her different parts so we start actually seeing live action Clone Wars yes so I was talking about this to someone the other day actually which is like in episode two, you get the Clone Wars start. You see the beginning of it. In episode three, you see the end of it. You don't actually really see much of what happens in it. Whereas here, you're actually seeing it kind of like live. Yeah. And you get, I can't remember her name, but the actress who played young Gamora mm. in Endgame, she plays Ahsoka, young Ahsoka, amazingly. Yeah. And we see a live action Rex for the first time as well. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so yeah, so what, what did you think of like all these sort of like scenes yeah i really liked it i mean I, the thing i really liked was it's nice that hayden christensen finally got a chance to play a character who is likable because uh, <laughs> he didn't get that chance in the films um and it's really cool seeing him with like the clone wars outfit and the hair and seeing all the clones and then you uh, you just take a step back and think ahsoka was a child in a war uh, of course it affected mm-hmm. her she's kind of has this view of things because that's kind of how she grew up. Whereas, like, all these other people grew up outside of that. Um, and then, like, kind of seeing the lessons Anakin gives, seeing all the wounded and dead soldiers, and obviously affects Ahsoka quite a lot. Um, yeah, I thought it was very powerful. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, like, then you so later on to a battle where Anakin wasn't a part of it, but we see it in the animated series, which is the Siege of Mandalore. Mm. And you've got the Maul DeLoreans. You see them there again, first time in live action, where we've got the horns. Yeah. Um, and again, it's so cool, because even like, it's like, I don't remember this one. And then she's explaining kind of like what happened, because this is at the time when he was off saving uh, Palpatine yeah. with Obi-Wan Kenobi from Grievous. And it's obviously, it's so good to see all these things in live action, but also just... I think they handled Anakin's fighting style perfectly. Yeah. Because at this point, this is like the bit where some people now are like, oh no, they, they want Ray to be the chosen one. But it's not, if anything, this battle shows that no, he is. He's the one who's kind of like now, he, he is the, the epitome of a balance of the force. Mm. He is like, you know, all good, but also, sorry, all live, also all dark as well. Yeah, and we see like the differences in his his fighting. How he's got like pure, unlike before, he's got pure control of both. Um, so it's weird seeing him fight both as Anakin and as like Darth Vader, and some of the way they shot things with lighting and yeah, oh, it's very cool. Because he he turns amazing. around with the Sith eyes, he's got the red lightsaber. There's like the flash where it flashes to like Darth Vader and back to him again, and, and it's just really cool seeing that Hayden Christensen still is very good at doing the lightsaber fighting. Um, especially compared to all this other stuff we've seen over the past few years. It's like, oh yeah, this is like proper lightsaber fighting. That was cool. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Because like one thing we'll talk about as well a little bit later on is um, the gods of Mortis Mm. and how essentially you've got like, you know, the balance and you've got the light side and you've got the dark side and they're all represented by like a family, you know, a father and a son and a daughter. And essentially, you know, the father died and he's now replaced the father he is now like represents the balance of the force mm. whereas ahsoka 
represents the light side. And we see that there's like um, an owl. It's yeah. like accompanies her. So like in, every, in most scenes, you'll see that owl somewhere. And then it appears quite prominently later on in the series as well. Whereas the other interesting thing, which I'm presuming is going to be led on later on, perhaps with Baden Skull's um, uh, story arc, is that the sun, the epitome of the dark side, is still alive. Oh. You know, in like episode one, where she's like, she's listening to like those statues. Never bit you said that's quite slow, yeah. where she was in that temple. And she can hear a voice whispering. That's pretty much shown. Well, it's not confirmed, but the way he talks and like the sound of his voice, it's just like the sun. Oh, okay. So we think there's going to be some connection there. But no, overall, this was just like, this was a treat, mm. this episode. For any Clone Wars fans or Hayden Christensen fans, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right, but then all good things come to an end, and we move on to part six. Ooh. The treat for the Rebels fans, because now we don't really worry about Ahsoka. She's now gone off. She's trusted in the whales. Um, hopefully she's going to end up there. Um, but we finally meet the big baddie in live action, oh, Thrawn. Yeah. And what's good about Thrawn is he's played by the same guy who did his voice in the animated series. Mm, that's cool. So even though he may not look 100% the part, his voice is like obviously spot on. Yeah. Which is amazing. So what did you think of this episode as someone who perhaps didn't, I said, watch all of Rebels? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could have gone very like cheesy or very like cringe or very like underwhelming, but they built it up very well. Well, obviously they, they jump through... They go onto the planet and then, like, the music's swelling. You see the Chimera, the famous spaceship, show up. You've got all the, the army of stormtroopers with their kind of broken armor. You've got that Enoch guy with the cool kind of golden face. And then he just, like, rocks up. He's, like, kind of walking down. And it's like, that was quite a cool introduction. And just the way he kind of commands everyone, like, kind of speaks, you can really tell that this is a competent guy who clearly is very effective. And it's like, yeah, that's that's just nice to see in Star Wars. We don't get many of those. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a very cool introduction. Um, and then, yeah, straight away, it's just like, yeah, you're in it. Yeah, that's it. And like, then obviously, I thought it was going to end with Sabine meeting uh, Ezra. But it doesn't end with that. We actually get quite a bit of of Ezra. So we, mm. we, we finally meet him in the live action. And again, I think the actor plays him spot on. Mm. I don't think there was any bad kind of like actor's choices at all in this entire series. Um, but yeah, as like I said, it was like <laughs> this one for Rebels fans, I think was like a real treat just with everyone you got to see. I said with Fawn again, Ezra again. Um, and what's like crazy about Fawn is, you know, he's not magical him, himself. He's not magical or anything like that. He's not with a force or stuff like that. Mm. But what makes him scary as anything is his brain. Yeah. Now, he's a good fighter as well, but his main thing comes through just how he thinks about things. Which, again, we all see. Like, at no point he underestimates anyone. Mm. He always tries to make sure everything's... Like, there's no way out of it, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like the classic bad man trait. Oh, they're dealt with. They'll be fine. Yeah. And then they're not dealt with. And then it's not fine. He's <laughs> always trying to be one step ahead. You know, even though people are just like, oh, no, they're, they're sort of like, oh, no, we, 
we've sent we have sent two mercenaries after them but no now we're gonna also send off these people and then we're gonna do this so they stop doing that and then we're gonna make sure that this way is cut out so it's very cool yeah because he says doesn't he about like you know one jedi can do like so many things and i've i've fallen foul to that before so you know i'm not gonna make that mistake again yeah um anything else from this episode you particularly no i quite liked ezra again i didn't really know much of the character he looks like moses which some people thought was quite funny uh, but I, I did like the introduction i don't like that when they talk he's always like so where's ahsoka how'd you get here she just kind of doesn't talk about it and he's just like oh, okay i feel like i'd be like no come on how'd you get here how are we getting out of here um but like me that's just me yeah i don't know i thought it was all kind of like very weird but i suppose after being alone for kind of like that long yeah maybe you're just happy just to see someone especially if it's like your best friend yeah um kind of like you have like part seven where they find like all meet up as a free again and we do some fighting and ezra just like this guy has a scene where he's more ezra than ezra himself where he's just like you know oh, i don't need a lightsaber you know the force is with me he's like all overconfident and it's like his facial expressions again just kind of like spot on okay but like the last two episodes kind of like blow into one for me. Essentially, yeah. they're all trying to get back to Thrawn so they can get back on the ship and go. And there's lots of fighting between Bale and Skull and them and between Thrawn and them and between Morgan and them. Um, any uh, standout bits for you or any bits that you thought you weren't a fan of? Or um, No, I think it's all pretty good. I wasn't a big fan of the weird little creatures that Ezra was friends with. That was all a bit slow and boring. <laughs> Um, they're kind of interesting, I guess, because you, it's, I think it's alluded to in Rebels, isn't it, that Ezra has like an affinity with animals. That's how he's able to kind mm-hmm. of work with yeah. the Pergil to kind of beat Thrawn. Um, I I do like that they, he's like, well, we'll send two kind of TIE fighters to blow up the thing and then they kind of stop them with the force. But because then I think Morgan or someone says about, why don't you just do this? And he's like, no, we're going to kind of put things on our terms and because he's like i know that anakin was very reckless and like thinks outside the box and could do so many things and the soaker's gonna be just like that so he he plays into that where he only really gives them one option which is to kind of go into the palace fight all the stormtroopers and get to the certain point because he knows there won't be enough time for them to do that which i thought was very clever because if he did some other thing they could have probably stopped his plans um but by giving them kind of the easiest option um they do that which i thought was very cool it's like yeah he he got away with it um which is very cool i liked although it's a bit weird when they're fighting the stormtroopers and they're doing this very slow lightsaber movements thing it's a bit like oh it's a bit weird to look at but then obviously then they built the stormtroopers and then the dathomir sisters do the magic and they bring them all back again i was like oh that was a bit creepy um so yeah, that was something. I guess that's in Clone Wars as well, but um, that was an interesting thing. And I guess Morgan's flaming sword was quite cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. This thing is a lot, there's a lot to unpack in this one series, which I'm noticing as the time goes flying by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, it, it, essentially, like like you said, Thrawn ends up escaping, which is obviously leading on to something big um i'm 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 gonna take an assumption here that he's who starts the new order for first order 
Um, You'd think so, right? Because they had that meeting in Mandalorian having... season three, don't they? Like the ex-Imperials. Mm. They were like waiting for Thrawn's return. Yeah. Um, and I know that, I think Dave Filoni said he's going to wrap everything up with a movie. So I don't know if that's going to be still the case. So I, uh, I think there's just talks of Ahsoka season two. There's quite a lot of loose ends here. So yeah. Ezra is the only one of them who got back. So it's kind of funny. They went to rescue Ezra <laughs> and they ended up being stranded in this other galaxy. Hmm. Um, but essentially we've got Thrawn who's now back and it's probably going to be what leads into the sequel trilogy. You've got Ezra who's now back with Hera, which is quite nice. That was a really nice emotional scene. Yeah. Um, you've got Ahsoka and um, Sabine stranded, but they seem pretty happy about it for some strange reason. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be. So I'm sure they'll get back some way. I'm sure they'll get back some way. Um, but obviously you've got sort of like Anakin as well looking on. Yeah, he was a proper force ghost for that bit as well, which was quite cool. Yeah. And also, like, as a quick sort of, like, mention, we saw him in episode six again, but this time it was, like, old sort of, like, training tapes that he'd left Ahsoka, and she yeah. still uses them to train, which I thought was cool. Um, yes, we also have the Sisters of Dathomir are back on that planet, so I wonder if that's going to affect things. Exactly, and we've not really talked about that, but yet again, that's, like, another big sort of, like, part of, like, you know, Clone Wars rebels and even like for star wars games now fallen order and like you know just survivor so hmm. it's really cool to see them in live action as well um but then also the, one of the bits i'm more excited about is balen skull yes so he comes to this planet and all of a sudden his thing wasn't thrown anymore his thing wasn't ezra his thing wasn't ahsoka he was just like there's something here i need to check out hmm. and we end up seeing him um sort of like along a statue of what we mentioned earlier these gods of mortis so we can see the father there, but he's kind of chipped away. We can see the daughter there, but again, she's even more damaged. But the one that's in like a one piece, if I remember correctly, is the son still, that's kind of like representing that. And then when it goes to Ahsoka, we see her with the owl there. So it's yeah. like we're kind of like shot by shot seeing all of them. We're seeing Ahsoka representing the light. We're seeing Anakin there, who's representing pure balance. And now we've got Balin, who's obviously off somewhere, I'm presuming, to do something with the son, mm. who we haven't seen anything about in quite a while. Um, canonically so lots of interesting off bits going off there yeah but but yeah i think for anyone who's into the animated series for the most part they loved this because it had yeah. so much of everything finally live action finally out for most people to to see um obviously you said at the start but it was all right some good bits some not so good bits but yeah was there anything about it that you haven't brought out yet that you wanted to? Um, I, not, not massively. I mean, I know I've, I've seen a bit of Ahsoka and Rebels in the Clone Wars, and I feel like the kind of direction for this show was to make her more stoic. But it's like, oh, it's just a, not as interesting, I think. Just a bit more flat and not as emotive. And uh, they, were, they kind of said about the characters are a bit weird in the way they talk about things. It's like not very natural and... Mm very quiet um also as nice as it was to see like anakin back it, it, it kind of irks me a little bit that i longed to see like anakin's force ghost in the sequel trilogy especially to speak to his son luke or at least to kind of talk to ben because ben thought he was following vader and we didn't get that at all and we get anakin talking to ahsoka which i guess is nice but it's like why are we getting that before we get him talking to his own son 
uh, I thought was a bit mm. weird. I kind of hope that some, they do something with that going forward. Because it is always in the back of your mind, like, as cool as all this stuff is, this leads up to the sequels, which just kind of wrecks the whole universe. So I hope they just do enough where it doesn't have to lead directly into those films, but we still get to see all the cool stuff. Yeah. So I feel like, because again, I was talking about this to someone the other day, I feel like they've got all this gap in between the two um, the two trilogies. They filled out quite a bit of it in between the prequel and the original trilogy mm. with like TV series and other bits. I feel like we're going to do something because I feel like, as an example, just with like Luke Skywalker, at the moment it's just, oh, this guy's like, sees the good in everyone. Then we get to his appearance in the sequel trilogy and he's just like grumpy old man mm. who just, you know, tries to kill his nephew because he had a bad dream. Um, yeah. So I feel like there's, I feel for ones who are doing like the good bits, like Dave Filoni, um, I feel like he's going to see these issues and try to make it make sense. Try to try to fix Kathleen Kennedy's yeah. influence. Um, hopefully. But I think there's a lot to... Because all this is still only five years after the sequel trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we've got all of Thrawn still to go through um, and some other bits. So mm. I'm looking forward to, to the future. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, uh, before we started doing this, you said you wanted to like do a ranking of the five live-action Star Wars oh, yeah. shows. I've not really thought about this, um, but I've got a rough idea. Okay. Um, did you want to do yours first, or do you want me to do mine? Uh, I, I want to hear yours. Oh, I'm intrigued. You want to hear mine? Now, bearing in mind that this is not set in stone, this is just my thoughts at the moment. Mm. Um. I'm going to run through them quickly and then I'll explain my thoughts. Yeah. So you've got Book of Boba Fett, which I think had some really standout moments, but the standout moments shouldn't have been in this series. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like everything, I feel like this should have been Mandalorian season three with Book of Boba Fett, with, no, with Boba Fett having like side quests going on. It's what it should have been. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Um, Andor is number four. I thought Andor was very consistent with some really good as a standout moments again. Um, now, this is the one which might upset everyone, and maybe even me once I really think about it. Mandalorian is number three. Okay. <laughs> now, I think Mandalorian is amazing. But I've got Obi-Wan Kenobi as number two. Okay. Now, my issue that I have here with myself is that, because I've not really thought about this, this could well just be, you know, like, um, where you kind of, like, look back to the good old days. Yeah. And you, you're really looking at the highs. And Rose your brain just doesn't glasses. seem to remember. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that might be what's happening. But, I like, I look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I think about the standout moments in it. Yeah. And how they made me feel is better than anything Mandalorian's done. So I think okay. about... I, I I was talking about this again the other day, and I feel like my favourite Star Wars battle... We talked about before, about, oh, is it Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Or is it the battle between Anakin and Obi? I I I actually think it might be the battle between Raver and Darth Vader. Oh, okay. So I think that... <laughs> Because that, I just think <laughs> that wasn't the one you expected me to say, was it? No, it wasn't. 
I just think it it's the one fight we get where we truly see just how powerful Darth Vader is. Because a lot of the time he's just testing people, isn't he? We've seen like the sequel in the original trilogy, he's testing yeah. Luke, you know. Plus by that point he's really old, you know. Would, would by you, the time a prequel trilogy end, go on. Would you not say the Rogue One hallway fight shows the same thing? Yeah, that's really cool, but it's not up it's just up against you know yeah. cannon fodder, should we say, okay. in comparison. Whereas this is someone who's been seen up until now as the main sort of like villain of this series okay. to a degree. And whereas it's just like completely destroyed her. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um <laughs> uh, so I I don't know. I said I'm not again, I'm not thought about that too much. But like to me, I think about that. I think about the whole fight scene between him and Obi Wan at the end. I think about a few of the high. I feel like like how Darth Vader is seen as he's like trying to find Obi Wan Kenobi down those streets, and he's just like. You said before of me that for for all the t- terrible things Disney has done to Star Wars, one thing they seem to have always done better. Yeah. Is Darth Vader? It's weird that. Um, <laughs> and. To me, even though, like, as a whole, like, it's not, unlike Mandalorian and Andor, it's not, shall we say, consistent all the way through. I think the highs are just, for me, are massive highs. And also, I think the actress who plays Leia is just spot on. Okay. Like, it, yeah. But number one, I I actually think Ahsoka. But this is because, like I said, I've I, I've seen all of Clone Wars. I've seen all of Rebels. It was, like I said, the, the slow parts went slow for me because it was just so amazing to see these live-action counterparts. I think all the actors and actresses did their research. They did the job spot on. Um, I don't think the lightsaber fights were as good as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I think they were, it was it was proper Star Wars again for a lot of it. Yeah. And unlike Obi-Wan Kenobi, it was consistent. Okay. And I think the thing that goes against Mandalorian at the moment is the last season I saw yeah. was season three. <laughs> and then the last season I saw before that was his appearance in Book of Boba Fett. So maybe it's just a case of I need to really think about what happened in season one and season two again. Yeah. Um, but also the main thing is that for me is the fact I've got, there's only one show here that I would say is a bit meh. And that's Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I think Andor is still a brilliant show. And so I'm really happy with a TV series. Right, how different is yours? <laughs> no, that's very interesting. Um, I, in, in hindsight, I should have expected that, actually, when you explained it. Um, that's not where my mind went. I think it is tricky because I think if Mandalorian Season 3 didn't exist, um, I'd probably put it top. Because um, end of season two is peak Star Wars for me. The whole scene mm. of Luke is the most awesome thing ever made. Uh, so <laughs> that that for me is like kind of peak Star Wars. Book of Boba Fett is a very subpar show, not very well made, um, very boring story, boring characters. The episode of Mandalorian is really good, but it's an episode of Mandalorian, <laughs> so that's why it's good. Um, Andor is a very well made show, and it's probably the best piece of Star Wars media we've ever had. Um, or at least since the original trilogy, um, I'm yet to finish it. Ironically, but um, <laughs> it, it's. I think for me, it's objectively the best thing, but it's not necessarily my favourite. Um, Obi Wan has those standout moments, but again, it's a very choppy show with some very cringe 
character stuff, some weird like hiding in a robe and chasing in a forest and like just weird stuff that makes it a bit bit uh but that's got some really cool stuff as well. Um I put Ahsoka probably in the middle, I think. Because it's it's got some issues with character and pacing and stuff that I think does make it worse than Mandalorian and Andor. Um, I'd maybe put it higher than Mando season three, though, or maybe on par. So, yeah, I'd probably put. It's hard because you can't compare one season of Andor with three seasons of Mandalorian. Mm. I don't know if you've had a similar, problem. especially when you haven't seen all of Andor. Yeah. Yeah. So, in terms of my enjoyment, I'd probably go Mandalorian, Andor, um, and then maybe Obi Wan and Ahsoka tied, and then Book of Boba Fett at the bottom. Because I also think the prison escape scene in Andor is some of the most feeling I've had from one of these shows as well. So mm. um, it's like the Endgame versus episode. Infinity War problem, isn't it? Where it's like Infinity War is a better mm. film overall. But Endgame's got those little moments that just make it awesome. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So have you got have you got your ranking properly? Yeah. Book of Boba Fett last? Yep. <laughs> What's for? Ahsoka? Yeah. Or Obi-Wan? Uh, I'd say Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Then Obi-Wan. Yep. And then Andor Mandalorian? Yeah, I'll go with that. Why not, eh? Um, of course, we have got two more series that are coming out that have confirmed. I think there's like a couple of like, I think like Ahsoka Season 2 has been confirmed and okay. Andor Season 2 is confirmed, but we'll, I don't know when they're coming out. Um, but we've got the... Uh, Skeleton Crew, which I believe is apparently some point this year. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, where is it? When's it being released? It's set to well, it's just set to be released in twenty twenty three apparently. Okay. But I feel like that's Wikipedia, and I feel like we've only got two months left. So yeah. Maybe. Because well, there's lots of people going but again. About this... Whether the acolytes actually happening or not. Hmm. Um, yeah, apparently I'm looking at a few things. It's still set to be rele- released this year. Um, but yeah, I know that's supposed that's set set in like the Mandoverse, like the same time period. So it'll be interesting to see how that compares to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you got the Acolyte, um, but that's not till next year. And I think that's set at a completely different time, High Republic time, I think. Oh I yes, remember. yeah, correctly, yeah. So again, that'll be good, just a different part of the of the universe. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, so, there's there's a poll on IMDb for like which of the live action Star Wars films is the best one, and the end up the results for the votes match perfectly my order of films, which is really weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, yeah, so that was our review and uh, nitpicking yeah. of um, Ahsoka. Oh, I know, which ends up probably being our longest episode. But I did have a feeling it might be. Yeah. Just because, like we said, unlike maybe something like um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which you can kind of group a lot of episodes together, there was so much happening from different parts of the Star Wars universe here. So many links. Yeah. That, yeah, just a lot, a lot to talk about. Plus it was eight episodes as opposed to six. So That's true. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, I think that um, suited the story a lot better because I was worried... When it got to episode five, oh, it's next week, the last episode. And I realised I know it's three more. I think, yeah, go eight versus six, definitely. 
Yeah, I like that. They should do that more often, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, but obviously we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes. So um, how, how can they do that? They can... Um, what they can do is they can find an orb and then put it on like a little pillar and it shoots a beam onto mm-hmm. the next galaxy and then that's where they can send their nice. emails. Or they can go to oh, let's good. talk about 2022 at hotmail.com. Yeah, send us a little email. Yeah. Which we may or may not read. Um, I check it every now and then. I do try. Um, is there a way they can get a hold of us where we're very likely? To oh, see well, there's a little app. You may have heard of it called Instagram. Um, so you can find our um, our thing. What's it called? Tag? I don't know. Um, what's it called? What is it called? Um, I say it all the time. You can find our... Oh. Anyway, you can oh, find our name. Yeah, it's lta.podcast. Yeah. So go on there, give us a follow, send us a message. Uh look out for stories because sometimes we put on polls. Yeah. Um and yeah. And then our next episode is going to be on the Incredibles. Yes. I do believe. And yeah, then we've got a few more so like episodes coming up we've got planned. So uh, we're going to have a look into the, the latest Disney movie, um, Elemental. Oh, yes. We've also got the live action, The Little Mermaid, that yeah. come out this year, <laughs> which we're very excited about. Um, but also, we're, we're near enough, near the end of the year as well, so we're going to be having a look at our favourites. So there's plenty of films that we've watched, which we haven't had a chance to speak about yet. Yeah, you... Like a few DC movies. You saw a bunch on the plane recently, so we can talk about those. Yeah. Exactly. We've got the last um, episode of Loki season two next week. Yeah, I don't know if I would have watched them all by then, but the good thing is we've got other episodes in the meantime. Yeah. Before, so I hope I can catch it up. So yeah, plenty of things to to look out for. Hmm. Should be good. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Any final words, Seb? Um, may the force be with you. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that was a line. <laughs> it's like, you know, just like at the end of A New Hope, where he's just like, Ben's just like talking to him through the X Wings. Like, oh, oh, and there may be a force of you, or, you know, something like that. I don't know. Something like that, yeah. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very hand solo line. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, bye. <laughs>